Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. Spirit in the sky. Spirit in the sky. That's where I'm gonna go when I die. When I die. When I die and they lay me to rest. I'm I'm gonna gonna go to the place that's the best. Go to the place that's the best. Yeah, that's a... Hey, welcome to Shit Your Shrink Things. We're doing an episode about grief. Yes, A little on the nose. Yeah. Spirit on the sky. We're doing it. We don't care. We're leaning in. Yeah, we're leaning in. Hey, you know, grief is hard, but there's some perspective shifts that you can do that make it a little better. So the song to me is that. I love that. Okay. Yep. And that's by Norman Greenbaum. Yeah. I just remember it was in Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that CD was bumping. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's... where I'm at. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, welcome back, folks. As a reminder, Shit Your Shrink Thinks is a podcast about two shrinks telling you our opinions about different mental health issues, as well as a little bit about ourselves. Welcome yep. aboard. We're happy to have you. We do have a Patreon. If you're picking up what we're putting down, we have a tip jar. It's www.patreon.com forward slash Shit Your Shrink Thinks. We've got a Gmail. We have had a couple of people email us. So yeah, that's it's really been exciting. really cool. Yeah, we're really enjoying communicating with you guys. So thank you so much. Yeah, it means a lot. Yeah. So that's shityourshrinkthings at gmail.com. And we've got an Instagram, Twitter, and all other things. Yeah, Facebook, Facebook page, shiitake. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't like shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. They don't like that. Uh, and so, yeah, like, rate and review us, follow us. It helps our ratings. Yeah, we appreciate it a lot. Yes. So... As y'all re- might remember, we're still learning about each other, and we do a segment called What's Good on the podcast, where we talk about something that is good, that's going well for us, or just a story from our past. Yeah. So, Michaela, what's good with you this week? My what's good is the show Stranger Things. Oh my gosh, we both did shows this week. That's funny. Oh, that is yeah, cool. We're on the we're mind melding right now. <laughs> okay, tell me all about Stranger Things. I fucking love Stranger Things. Oh my god, it yeah, is. It's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. I I a it being in the 80s is fun. Yep. Okay. 80s vibes are cool. Were you technically? Technically, yes. I'm 80s, an 80s yeah. baby. That's funny. Uh, I also, just the paranormal version of it and the kind of the Dungeons and Dragons Ugh. like spinoff connection is Did so cool. Did you ever play Dungeons and Dragons? I, okay. I didn't, but I okay. think I would have enjoyed it you had like I it. gotten involved. Yeah. You would, I think you would really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think I would, I would prefer more of like a real like dress up live action kind of shit mm. version of it probably like LARPing. LARPing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My God, I would love to LARP. Right? That would be fun. I feel like that'd be really fun. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, Stranger Things, I... I finished the, you know, they have their four seasons mm-hmm. out. There's only one more coming out in mm-hmm. like a year or two or something. Yeah. And I have watched all of them and I have enjoyed all of them. They're all really cool. I don't know. You just I just, love it. It just 
it hits it hits my triggers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They I feel like they do a really good job talking about trauma. Actually, I agree. This yeah, last they show they show mm-hmm. the effects of it for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh my god, there's a you've watched all of it. Yeah. Okay. So hey, spoiler alert for anybody watching this or listening who hasn't watched it all the way. I'm gonna say something. There's a scene where Max is talking about how to avoid Vecna. Yes. And how she's going to hide in the light, the memories that have the most positive and helpful connotations for her. Yes. And that is exactly trauma treatment is you you hide in the light like you engage with and you process the traumatic memory. But at the end of the day, you have to pull from strengths. Yeah. You have to try to focus and stay in the light as much as you can. Again. Hide from Vecna, baby. (laughs) Yeah. When when the Vecna hits like some like in trauma legit, you Mm -hmm. need to acknowledge it and be like, oh, fuck and process a little bit and then get back to the light as quickly, you know, (laughs) as quickly as you can. Remember the things that give you meaning that give you value and that ground you yeah and, uh, yeah stranger things is- well and will too like the various oh. things that he's like yeah will he's shown a lot of the trauma stuff throughout yeah. all of his stuff yeah and he always- and like the hiding some a little mm-hmm. bit too you know yes like- and he has a permanent kind of connection to the underside too. yeah to the what is it the upside down upside down no the underside <laughs> same diff the, the undercarriage <laughs> yeah he has a permanent connection to the upside down and it's because he had seen something really dark and he doesn't really it never really fully lets go of him right but he moves on and and moves forward and i think that's really cool, it I, is cool. there's a lot of i mean there's cool parallels in a lot yeah. of it yeah and different kind of little side stories and connections and i wonder if they were trying to do something mental health related it's just so clearly mental health related that i don't know that they were attempting that yeah i don't know if they were or not but i it's very for those who work in the field i imagine for all of us it's like oh yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) this is this is like right up my alley up your alley (laughs) anyway yeah no i love that what's good yeah what's yours so what show was yours (laughs) yeah i don't know why we both picked shows but i picked uh unexplained I oh okay. I don't know wait 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 is that like the where they go and search shit no 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 okay so this is a show on Netflix William Shatner is hosting it oh shit yeah. okay yeah and it's <laughs> basically like unsolved mysteries but it is hosted by William Shatner instead and the very first episode is evil places and Ooh, it goes fun. through all of these different like supposedly haunted and creepy scary places and it reminds me so much of unsolved mysteries and I I deeply loved unsolved mysteries as a child yeah. i'd watch it like any chance i got i loved the music to it yeah, yeah it gives me like chills to even think about unsolved mysteries so yeah so i'm i'm just vibing me and william shatter are vibing. i dig it yeah. yeah i mean i imagine too like, with his voice and tonations it probably i feel like it would add some humor almost to like the s- yeah. scary spookies yeah <laughs> there's something yeah. out on the wing <laughs> <laughs> he he does it really serious oh he's trying to be okay. really serious and it makes it a little more scary because i oh. like william shatner is really serious about this right now i should i should be afraid <laughs> oh shit <laughs> he's not even taking his pauses like normal <laughs> so yeah that's that's been really really good it also reminds me to check it out yeah they have the same they have one of the experts i'm giving away too much about my hobbies but 
<laughs> they have one of the experts from the show Skinwalker Ranch on oh, there. Oh, uh-huh. Okay, so obviously I'm I watch a lot of paranormal stuff. I have a problem. Hey, we we've both expressed our interest in the paranormal. It's oh, cool stuff. They have a parapsychologist on there. If anybody is listening to this show, how do you become that? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If anybody is a parapsychologist and send us an email and tell us how you got there. How do you how do you do this? There yeah, so they have a quote parapsychologist on the show who's an expert and then they also have a astrophysicist on the show who's an expert who was an expert on the skinwalker ranch show nice <laughs> so they're like starting to crossover experts and i just love it my dream would be that this podcast makes me an expert on some show like that i want to be an expert on a video game Ooh, or that would be really fun yeah. to help with like send you a sacrifice mm-hmm. how that they had an expert mental health team there yeah. or i want to be an expert on like one of these bananas ass like history channel shows yes. or- yeah because i the expedition explore or something like yeah. those are so fun yes yeah please just let me say nonsense into a camera yeah. please ancient aliens so you know send us some shit we want i would die <laughs> i want to just make stuff up and talk to the like TV. yes this is exactly what's going on <laughs> psychologically aliens would make pyramids yes <laughs> we can totally make that connection <laughs> it makes sense in our mind yeah anyway so that's our, that show is my what's good this week oh cool i yeah. feel like i saw it but i had like you'd love it i i will have to check it out yeah i think i saw that it was william shatner and i was like eh, no no <laughs> just lean okay. in trust I'll me i'll lean in i'll lean in <laughs> you'll love it you'll love it the second episode is all like mysterious buildings and places Ooh. and it's all there's like the knights templar are involved and all these like old indiana jones ass sort of stuff it's i just fine i love it so much i want to marry it <sighs> That's cool. It'd be also cool. I don't know if those people get to go to those locations, but that would be even more cool. Like be like, I'm an expert, but I actually need to experience this so I can fully understand it. Thank you. So please fly me out there. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Except for for the Evil Places episode. There was one house that was shaped like a downward cross that was supposedly – yeah, that was supposedly like inhabited by demons. I was like, pass. Yeah, no thanks. I won't walk into that one. That one, you can. The, I'll look at a picture from afar. Thanks. Yeah, the owner was standing outside of it and wouldn't even. They were like, okay, paranormal team, you can go in. The owner was like, I'm gonna be out here. That'd be. I me. don't go in there. Yeah, that would be me. I'd be like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm cool. Yeah, I've yeah. seen how this movie goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 anyway so Uh, what did you end up trying for homework from last week's session mine was that uh continue trying to express gratitude Mm -hmm. and i did eh okay Okay. (laughs) there were days that i did pretty well with it and then there were days where i didn't say thank you for anything (laughs) (laughs) it's like this all sucks uh so some hits and some misses i guess yeah i I think i mean it's hard to kind of again when we're trying to change the way we think and we're trying it's hard to always be that vigilant and pay attention and tune in and some days you just i'm like nope i'm (laughs) yeah i'm not i I just i can't be that aware and acknowledge and nope that's what it is yeah yeah. our society isn't exactly set up for times of peaceful reflection correct yeah 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 yeah. so there were definitely some big misses but i mean again on the days that you do it it, you do always feel a little better for sure it makes a difference so i mean long-term continuing awareness goal i suppose i think that's very fair how did your homework go i didn't do shit (laughs) (laughs) 
I didn't do anything. Um, I had a very major medical event. I actually had a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I had a baby. And so um, that was buck wild. I was really thinking that was going to be your what's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, can, I can make it both. But it is currently my excuse for not having done my homework. <laughs> That's a wonderful excuse for everything. I'm sorry, everybody. I had a baby. The dog ate my homework, also had a BB. So <laughs> yeah, so no, it was actually quite dope. I really enjoyed it. I think we should do some episodes on like perinatal care, postpartum mental health, yeah, uh, breastfeeding, all that sort of stuff. Because I think there aren't a lot of really good scientific sources of information out there. And I don't think anybody like gives real talk. One of these days we'll have to do that. It's not yeah. urgent, obviously. But yeah, so my homework was kind of be more on the gratitude end of the spectrum. And what I just ended up doing was keeping myself and another human being alive. Yeah. Hey, that takes all the energy. <laughs> and my dog also. So I was like, well, that's what I got. <laughs> that's what I got to give. <laughs> and uh, it's actually been great. But I cannot do or have not at least done anything besides that. So. Yeah. No, I think that's totally understandable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, the fact that we're already recording again, I'm like, she's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like to think I'm a beast. And this this process, I would say, uh, definitely. It solidified that yeah, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. For, yeah. For, for me, it was like, okay, you are not just all talk because I was kind of wondering if I'm a little more bark than bite and so I was just like wanted ha, kind of had a chip on my shoulder something to prove and then the process was like oh yeah you don't no, got no. proof shit no no it's there <laughs> still got the crazy eyes still have access to the you know eight mile side of myself so <laughs> that was that was cool and yeah I've I've enjoyed it but I did not do any homework that's cool yeah totally fair yeah so as we said in the beginning, this week we're going to be talking about the complicated topic of grief. Grief. And because grief and loss are really complex and complicated, we're probably going to spur in a lot of different directions so we can be really thorough on the discussion, which means this will probably be a few episodes. Yeah, this is going to be a couple-parter. Yeah. yeah. Y'all are going to have to deal with it. But it's because it's a lot more than just one thing. Like yeah. it's said. Again, it's very complex and complicated, and it's it's more than just what meets the eye and it's very misunderstood yes I feel. yes there's so, bad information out there there is it. yeah there is so first we just want to normalize grief and discuss kind of the many different things that can trigger feelings of grief and loss yeah so grief is just a deep and moving distress which is caused by or as if by bereavement or a cause of suffering and it's usually a reaction to loss yeah but it, it is just more than sadness grief can affect our actions, behaviors, emotions, thoughts, our body, our spirituality. Yes. And it's it happens to every single person. Yes. Every single person at different phases of your life and for different reasons other than just the passing of somebody. It's very common, but we don't really talk about it or understand it uh, yeah. in our current culture. You know, I think I took a history and systems class a long time ago and I – Remember, one of the things that we talked about in our class was, uh, how would I say this? Maybe a hundred years ago, the or two hundred years ago, the time and the type of things that were happening in a culture was not shifting a lot because there wasn't a lot of technology. Oh, so mm -hmm. what your grandmother grew up with is what your mother grew up with is what you grew up with. Okay, things were fairly stable and similar. And the world wasn't shifting so much that 
life was unrecognizable between generations. Mm. And also there was a lot more exposure to death, dying, grief, loss. Um, and there was also a lot more spirituality sure. as part of understanding that process. And so I think grief and loss were such commonplace things historically that they were more hmm, they didn't normalize. get their dues yeah like now yeah. yeah they were more normalized it wasn't like a clinical like well you have to go have this grief reaction over here yeah and this is like a weird thing yeah you you're holding this. up our process so mm-hmm. you need to go over there and have your grief situation exactly <laughs> whereas like before it was kind of like historically you know we lived in more close-knit communities yeah i mean people would wear black for like a month Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know maybe even a year yeah yeah you're right some was Mm -hmm. a year and you know i've even heard god i can't remember what i'm not gonna remember what culture this is but there was there's even a culture that i know of that where if somebody like a let's say a widow loses her partner they will literally be taken to like a place with other widows. They'll be able to engage with other widows. Ooh. They'll be able to. They're like not expected. It's like a support group kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, like they're a, not not yeah. expected to do like engage in society. Typical duties. Sure. It lasts for a very long time. There was like structures and processes in place where you would be engaged by other peers, social networks. There would be some sort of system, mm. and now it's just like. It's clinicalized. It's made to seem weird. And it's almost like we all have to be happy all the time. And yeah. that we all have to get over be it. having a positive. Yeah, just yeah. move on. Yeah. Always be having a positive experience. And that's just not healthy. No. And it lends itself to a misunderstanding of grief. It really does. And yeah, if you try to avoid acknowledging grief or embracing it, what happens is people end up kind of numbing themselves to the ability yeah. to even experience then happiness. Yeah. You know, your grief is going to interrupt your life and it, it's going to demand attention. And if you try to numb out from yeah. that attention, you're numbing out from everything. Yes. Yes. And it's going to uh, it's going to end up controlling you more. Right. The more you try to control it and avoid it, the more it will control you. Right. Yeah. So when you have strong responses to even small events, it could be grief trying to force you into your awareness. So say that something happened and again, you're trying to kind of ignore and then all of a sudden you have this strong reaction to somebody like, you know, touching a picture frame that your person put there, you know, or something Mm -hmm. that is your grief trying to be like, yo, pay attention. Yeah. You need to acknowledge what you're experiencing now. Yeah. You need to process it with yourself or somebody else, but it needs to be discussed. So what kinds of life changes or losses can trigger feelings of grief? Because it's a lot of different things. It's so much. Again, most often we think of grief as something that occurs after the death of someone close to us, which of course is obviously true. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's legit. But honestly, you can experience grief after the loss of anything that is important to you. Mm -hmm. So what are some examples of that, Sunny? So an easy one is a divorce or a breakup. And so I think of like... You know, myself, I remember I've gone through a really significant breakup after like a long, long period of time, like a 10 plus year sort of a Mm -hmm. breakup. And I remember it felt like it felt like someone had died. Yeah. I mean, it felt like there just a grief response of losing your entire future, your imagined future. Everything that, yes, that you had planned and thought of. Mm -hmm. And it felt very much like I was having a funeral in my mind for the future, the relationship, my plans, 
the structure of my day and mm-hmm. even my identity in some respects. Right. I, yeah. Because you get connected to that person. And a lot of mm-hmm. times people associate you with that person mm-hmm. in that kind of situation. Yeah. And you have to really rebuild afterwards. So a divorce or a breakup of that magnitude absolutely triggers a grief response. And I, but the weird part is, is like, we don't treat divorce like grief. No. We just are like, well, go to work. And I mean, I remember thinking like, I don't really understand how I'm supposed to work under this right I mean granted I'm a mental health professional so I do have to be a little bit more on the ball in terms of like keeping my emotions uh well uh I guess managed yeah in check and understood sure yeah yeah and so like maybe that's a little different but I really I felt like I can't pay attention to things well and people again they're like oh have a divorce party okay it's even even no like even if you were happy to be rid of that person they're still lost Mm -hmm. like even if there was some like trauma and bullshit that you were are very Mm -hmm. glad to be removed of it's a mixed bag Mm -hmm. you're not gonna just be there's still loss right exactly (laughs) and it's it's the loss of like I think, too, even if you were in something abusive or bad, it's the loss of an identity because when you realize that you were in something abusive or bad, you also have to understand yourself differently. Yeah. And you lose an identity as like, I'm totally strong and I didn't need anything and I'm totally fine and everything's great. And you realize like things weren't great. Right. It wasn't the best. And so you're you're mourning that as well. So it's, it's very much a mourning. So a divorce, loss, breakup, that can do it. Yeah. And the loss of a pregnancy or a miscarriage, mm-hmm. that's that's a huge grief thing. And kind of like you said with the divorce, your, your plans that you had, you know, mm-hmm. the instant people find out that they're pregnant. I mean, people mm-hmm. do have mixed emotions with that, but a lot of times people start imagining what's this kid going to be like. You have mm-hmm. so much, you know, so many thoughts and plans and things that you're thinking about. And, and then to have that, abruptly. you know, abruptly pulled, mm-hmm. that's a huge freaking loss. Yep. The death of a loved animal or pet is huge, too. Yes. I mean, people don't talk about... I actually just got... Uh, my old advisor from grad school has written a book about treatments that are effective, and she had written a book about uh, treating older adults, mm-hmm. and there was a section in there about grief and loss, and there was a whole section about pets. Good. Because pets are... I mean, we do not talk about how much... I, I had a coworker who took like a week off after her pet died. Good for That's, her. It needs to happen. It, it does. It is that big of a deal for people. There it are companions. There are mm-hmm. fur babies. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they're part of your family. They are part of your family. Mm-hmm. And they're is. also something... I mean, if you think about when you are struggling, that they're a source of unconditional love for a mm-hmm. lot of people. When, mm-hmm. when love is kind of hard to find in this harsh world, yeah. they're a source of always endearing love, even when they're fucking annoying (laughs) you know which can be a lot yeah (laughs) yeah (sighs) yeah it's not given enough credit no it is i really don't think it is either and so loss of a pet is a type of grief grief um loss of your health or illness yes Uh, that's what never acknowledged hardly i don't know how often in therapy i have to be like you're grieving right now man yeah i used to work on a uh, spinal cord injury unit And often we would have people with new spinal cord injuries who had come into the unit Mm -hmm. and it was their first time being assessed and they would describe, you know, I have depressed or anxious mood, et cetera, et cetera. And it was like, well, I don't, it's not really depression. It's 
it's that you're grieving. Yeah. Because you have to come up with an entirely new identity. Yep. And also you're grieving the loss of the mobility that you had as yes. well as like your abilities and mm-hmm. what you could do and what you enjoyed doing, like all the mm-hmm. hobbies that you once engaged in. You have to now reassess that and mm-hmm. refigure that out. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying that you can't rise up and do something better or differently. Sure. It's just that you have lost someone and you need to make a new someone and that's very challenging and it's grief so even just like i've had people i used to work in you know a diabetes clinic yeah i was gonna say even diabetes uh i mean you're having to change your food like you might grieve losing like what you used to enjoy like again these are habits and things that you get used to and it's a part of your lifestyle and now Mm -hmm. your lifestyle has to change for one reason or another yeah so along with that just any kind of loss of abilities uh, disability amputation physical limitations with just aging yeah aging is actually there's a lot of grief with aging i Mm -hmm. see a lot of elderly people who you know, between their memory and between just mm-hmm. the physical limitations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really are grieving the lifestyle that they used to be able to engage in and now they can't. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I would even say like, um, <laughs> I am older now, but I, <laughs> I uh, certainly had a <laughs> phase or a long period of time where I was kind of like a hellion. I mean, like I have done and seen a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. That probably are not appropriate for a radio type <laughs> show, podcast show. And I, uh, hmm, was very uninhibited and also, you know, I've experienced the world. Let me just yeah, say it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of, as you get older, things change. Right. right? You need to hold down a full time job. You have responsibilities. You right. have. Uh, people who you're accountable to yeah people who depend on you and, yeah mm-hmm. and i can't just be you know <laughs> on cocaine driving down the freeway at 110 and blaring the weekend or whatever like you know i can't i gotta be like making some different choices and there's a level at which when you get older you grieve the identity that yeah. you kind of used to have i think men really struggle with that change <laughs> I, like maybe this is me being stereotypical but i yeah. feel like yeah when they actually start to have to have again those yeah. responsibilities yes. i think they have a big grief which is why you see a lot of those midlife crisis kind of situations yeah, yeah. i i have a, oh man i can really i think you're right that men have a particularly hard time with that and i also very much i have a very masculine energy i think that's and fair so, <laughs> and so like i very much uh relate to that it's it was really hard for me to kind of like i wouldn't say give up but like change lifestyles because yeah. you realize like if I keep going the way I'm going, this my is body foolish. and my mind, everything can be wrecked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be toe up from the flow up. Like I can't yeah. be doing all this nonsense. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm be hungover for like six days. Yeah. Like, I can't. Whereas I was like a grandma on <laughs> the corner, like I'm not doing that shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely, um, yeah. And it wasn't. I wouldn't say like ever had any. I don't mean it just to be in the sense of substance use, but I mean more like. I would do anything. I mean, any right. novel, any whatever floated your boat that yeah. day, kite in the wind kind of situation. Yeah, very much, sure. very much, just a very much a free spirit. And so, yeah, you grow up and you have responsibilities, and that definitely triggered a sense of grief and loss for me to be like, huh, you know, I'm not 21, 
right. and I need to make some choices that, don't... <laughs> that are good for my longevity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think actually I think about my dad a lot when it comes to that. Cause I think my dad had that realization too. Again, men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of like, I think he had a similar, like kind of prototype spirit. Sure, sure. as me and you know, this motherfucker was just all over the place <laughs> and had to, you know, kind of calm down and that's hard. So that's a, that's a grief and loss thing too. Yeah. And then even just like graduation or leaving school, that's mm-hmm. a, that can be a huge oh, sense yeah. of loss. You know, think about when you've been in high school or you've been around these people for so long and now, or even, you know, grad school, Yeah, you're in this mode for a long time. Mm-hmm. And for you to have to disconnect from that, disconnect from those people, completely just, again, identity changes. Mm. And you're having to change your lifestyle and do a different thing. Your your day-to-day routine is now 100% different. Yeah. I think about it leaving a job, actually. Sure. Like, I've kind of been – I've alluded to, like, thinking about leaving my job and probably will. And I can already feel the anticipatory grief of, like – here's the thing I've been doing for this long. I've been doing this type of work for probably how many years? Five, six, seven, something like that. Seven maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. And so it, you know, you start to be like, you look back on it with graduation goggles. You start to like think about all the positives. As we go (laughs) we we remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Even if it was like terrible. Uh, Right. Yeah. You're still looking through kind of rose colored lenses Mm -hmm. like, oh shit, like this part's going to be hard to, I'm going to miss this part or. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like even if the, even the kids who hated school, Mm -hmm. like there's something they're going to miss about it. Yeah. You, and I think it's like you grieve the pattern. Yes. And the habit that you came to be in sure because change is really hard yeah 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 and i think too we also have grieving of loss of home or treasured personal possessions yeah so lots of people are forced to move when they don't want to move right or there's a house fire Mm -hmm. or something happens where you know maybe it's something that was like a family momentum and it fucking breaks Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you can have senses of loss over possessions i mean Mm -hmm. i know that sometimes that sounds like shallow but it's no it's really true yeah we have connections with things and we create these kind of mental associations and again when that change or that is broken Mm -hmm. and i think too like i i even consider one thing i see a lot is friends of mine had childhood homes that they grew up in yeah and then, and then when that has to be sold mm-hmm. the parents moving and yep. then they sell it and the parents like i'm going to florida you know or and wherever like, please don't leave the family house stay there forever <laughs> yeah like, okay but this house doesn't work for us anymore sorry yeah we can't do that and so then the child grieves the loss of the home base right I mean, which makes sense it's nobody's fault but it is a grief response and we even have a Grief response when you have a loss of feelings of safety, something like after a disaster, a fire, flood, hurricane, or tornado. Right. Um, or even an assault. I mean, yeah. sometimes within that too, you're 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 just no longer – again, lifestyle changes. Now you're hypervigilant mm-hmm. or now like every time it starts raining, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. A loss of innocence. Sure. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. I, oof. I can that, vibe I, with that. Yeah, everybody at some point in their life has an experience as a loss of innocence. Yeah. Yeah. I can where can you're you like, point I can't, to yours? I can point I can to kind mine. of point to mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah where yeah. you're like, I'm never coming back from this. Like yep. this this has shook my foundation. Yeah, like now I know what's on the other side of this. Right. And you grieve that person that you used to be before right. you knew what was out there. Yes. Sort of thing. And you're like, Wow, I was really carefree and like happy and, and whatever, like, ah, I'm just all over the place. Yes. And then you the thing happens or the things happen and you're like 
oh, and you and you look back on the person that you were before that, and you miss that person. Right. You grieve that person. Yeah. And I'm even thinking, like, different people within, like, military or police force mm-hmm. or some of those. Sometimes that's where your foundation gets shook. And again, yeah. you, you don't go back to the person that you were necessarily. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not a bad thing. No. It's a part of growth and life experience. Uh, but yeah, you miss that person. There's a grieving process. Yes, absolutely. And then finally, just not che- achieving an important goal in your life. Or even when you do achieve an important oh, goal in yeah. your life. Oh, you yeah. Know? Oh, Both that of happens those. to me. Yeah. I get so melancholy when I do something great. It's like, oh, now I, <laughs> now I was striving for that. Now I'm done. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's like I like really thrive in the project when I accomplish the, the thing. The building phase. Yeah. When I accomplish the thing, I actually have like a tremendous feeling of sadness. Like I remember when I got my PhD, it was like – I ended it, <laughs> and it was like I thought like some kind of fucking mariachi band would come out. They were just like, "Yeah, you but did it's, it." It is such a you don't get enough. You're mm-hmm. right. After some of those big things, you're like, "I there should be a celebration," and there's not, and it's like, yeah. "And okay, now on to the next, I guess." Yeah, like, where's my crystal? <laughs> yeah, where's Puff Daddy? <laughs> right. Yeah, I remember I I defended my dissertation. I walked out of the room. It was like a five-year-long process uh, at that point of just getting my PhD. I walked out of the room. It was like kind of a dingy hallway, and there was like a light flickering down the hallway, (laughs) just like, and it was a sunny day, and it was in May, and I just looked out the window, and I kind of just saw the clouds, and everybody was going about their business, and I had done this thing. That had taken me five years. Yes. And before I walked in there, you know, whatever person, I walked out with, oh, your doctor so-and-so, and then and then that's it. Yeah. And I just walked to my car yep. and turned on the car and drove home. Yep. And I think that's part of the grief process, too, that isn't always acknowledged, is that everybody's doing their own thing. Like, mm-hmm. you've just had this experience to some degree that has mm-hmm. changed your perspective, that is changing kind of your viewpoint that is changing who you are or again whether it's whatever it is Mm -hmm. something has happened that has shook you in some level yeah and everybody else is just doing their own like everybody's on their own little bit busy bee Mm -hmm. ant trail Mm -hmm. and you're like dude how can you guys like (laughs) i'm thinking like finishing a book even you know when people get invested in their books Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and they close it and the series is over and you're like no, the yeah. series is over. <laughs> How's everyone living their lives? <laughs> you know? I had that a lot. I read a lot of sci-fi fantasy, a lot of high fantasy as a child. <laughs> but, a lot of characters yeah. I had to say goodbye to. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I think I think that's a part of the grief process that isn't always acknowledged. It's part of what makes it hard is, again, the world keeps spinning. Mm-hmm. And you're you're not spinning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just have been crumbled. Yeah, you're like, well... Neat. That's that was that now. Right. Oh, so now I need to, you know, sweep all the crumbs together and like kind of mush it together and try to keep spinning. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and and nobody else really notices. Yeah. So right. those are a lot of different types of grief that you can experience. Everyone recognizes the loss of a partner, child, parent, or sibling, the loss is, is of a significant relationship. It, and they say, okay, well, that's normal. That's when an intense right. then, grief. Then you can take some time off. Mm-hmm. Sure. And even then, it's like not. <laughs> right. You can take a day. Yeah. <laughs> for the funeral. Yeah, that's like, it. What the fuck? It's going to be like years. This is crazy. I know. How am I supposed to live with this? Yeah. 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 
But other significant losses that frequently are not recognized as significant are the loss of, you know, what we kind of said earlier, boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, coworker, pet. We don't recognize these as a significant and, but the strength of it is it's important. I mean, people do have really strong reactions to those losses. We need to right. validate that. Yeah. And again, serious illnesses and chronic diseases are mm-hmm. life changing as well. Those are very significant losses mm-hmm. and people don't, in these situations, people don't realize that you're grieving the loss of your health and mm-hmm. what that means to your sense of self and identity, mm-hmm. to your hopes, to your dreams for the future. People don't put that connection together. Just like, oh, well, yeah, you're disabled now. Sorry. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I really have had to explain to people, like, <laughs> maybe I don't have the normal – I don't know. Maybe I just don't have a normal response set. But I do always feel a little bit sad whenever I – you know, do something or finish something really good or big. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I had, I remember I had like a uh, pretty serious knee problems for a long time that made it so it was difficult for me to walk for a period of time, Ooh. like a long period of time. Yeah. And I remember having to explain to people like, homie, like I can't walk. Like this is not, I'm really sad. <laughs> like what? Right. I don't understand. But it was like people could not contextualize that like the empathy just wasn't there Mm -hmm. and people just be kind of motoring around me and I was like I really cannot keep up with you I can barely walk a block like I don't like what's wrong with you (laughs) yeah it was just it was like why are you so crabby or whatever sure yeah and that's always a thing too like you're having your emotional reactions mm -hmm. normal fucking grief reactions Mm -hmm. and people are like what's wrong like why are you like that yeah um I'm grieving bitch step off yeah and sometimes when you try to explain it it doesn't really they don't it doesn't resonate yeah fucking pick it up yeah I've definitely seen like glazed overlook right when i try to explain what i'm feeling so yeah i think that's pretty valid too but no matter what the trigger event or situation is grief is a process it's a journey it's a difficult one and it's ongoing yeah it is there's a cool kind of little poem that i came across that i feel like i think describes grief really neatly Mm -hmm. and it's grief you don't get over it you just get through it you don't get by it because you can't get around it it doesn't get better it just gets different every day grief puts on a new face yeah i really like that yeah i really really like that it's uh i think everybody thinks i mean it's like anything it's like ptsd it's like depression it's like anxiety you don't yeah people come into my office and they're like when am i gonna be cured right yeah it's gonna be all over where's your magic wand bitch yeah and it's like got one well i mean like I hate to tell you this, but things like this go into remission, but they don't just, they're not just gone. I mean, the human condition is like, you're going to be sad. You're going to be anxious. You're going to experience fear. And I would never take away that gift from you because those emotions are things that allow you to make healthy choices. Right. But it's never, it's like grief. It's never just going to be gone. It's something that you... It's a memory. I can't delete files. This is not right, and sunshine. and you wouldn't want to delete files. No. as part of it too. I mean, no. that's part of the thing as well. Is it's it's hard to move on from it because part of you doesn't want to mm-hmm. let go, forget, and let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing about grief is like when you start to move on a little, when you start you feel to do guilty. something better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, oh well, now I feel like shit. Right, like oh no, I had a happy moment. Fuck, I gotta go beat myself down again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember I had this um, patient. Uh, at one point in time a couple years ago whose partner had passed away and he uh he was starting to feel i don't know that better is the right word but he was starting to do more things outside the house Mm -hmm. and 
he was starting to have some easier days and we, (laughs) he had decided that he was going to take his, some of the money that he inherited and to use it to buy a convertible, like an old convertible. And he's going to drive to the coast, California and drive up whatever that highway Maybe it's like Route 66. I can't sure. remember. The really scenic one yeah, yeah, yeah. by the coast. And just like, just drive. Take it all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just taking the scenery. And he was really happy about it and really looking forward to it. And it was one of the days before I was going to end the internship in that place. And he came in and he's like, I'm going to do it. And I like, I'm going to listen to what we've talked about and I'm going to do it anyway. But, you know, more than anything, it just feels like a betrayal because I was, I was supposed to do this with her, mm. you know? And yeah. I think that's part of grief is like yep. you're going to feel guilty about like doing the things that you're supposed to do with the other person. Right. Or if it's like uh, something that even with a pet or yeah. with somebody that you divorced or whatever, it's like you'll think about it when you move on too. Right. And that's a hard part. It is. It, it always comes back and hits you at random points. And again, part of the grieving process is letting yourself acknowledge that point when it yeah. hits you. Yeah. You know, don't push it down. Be like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. This is why this is hitting me. And yeah. You know, acknowledging what's happening. Yeah. And processing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It it's is. absolutely crazy. So now we're going to talk about what normal grief reactions are and what some of those stages we experience yeah. are related to grief. Yeah. So grief is really, really individual. It is different by every person. And the way you grieve is going to be influenced by a lot. It's who, what you've lost, what kind of thing has occurred, your personality, your culture, your age, your gender, your stressors, how satisfied you are with your support that you receive from others. There's really not a right or wrong way to grieve the loss of a thing. Yeah. And, well, as long as you don't hurt yourself or anybody else, obviously. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please do not hurt somebody. That is wrong. That is not right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is not right. La la. <laughs> yeah, please do not do. No. But other than that, like everything is pretty much within what you would expect. Right. And many of us have heard of the five stages of grief, mm. denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Mm-hmm. But for most in our field, we have come to see that it's not that simple nor that linear. Yeah. Th- like, this is kind of like a myth. It is. It is. Like, first of all, the five stages of grief was developed by Elizabeth Kilberos. Kubler-Ross. Kubler-Ross. Kubler. Technical umlaut. Yeah. K-U-B-L-E-R. Umlauts are so cool. With an umlaut. Yeah. Okay. Hey, side note. Remember how I speak German? Yeah. Or a little bit. So the word fump is five, F-U-N-F, but it has an umlaut over it. And so I remember in German class, we would practice the umlaut every single day. So... It went from being fump to fernf. 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 And we were just cool. all these like stupid little kids in the sky be like, fernf. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm like, Gerbler. Anyway. That's so, cool. Yeah. Elizabeth Gerbler Ross made it. Yeah. And after she published her book on death and dying in, the ni- in 1969, she developed this model after studying people with terminal illness facing their own death. So this is not... This these five stages weren't after people who have experienced loss of a loved ones like many of us kind of have adapted it to be. It was actually about the grief process, more so of your own potential dooming death. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like which cancer. Is very and, different. It is very different. Yeah, 
And so, and also, you know, again, the grief process is not that neat. And yes. it's not just this set of stages. It's more like a fucking roller coaster of a whole bunch of random shit that's going to hit you randomly. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to ping pong back and forth. Right. Yeah. You're not just going to go from one to the next. You might go into one, go back, go into something, go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so probably this this week is kind of, that's where we'll stop. That's the myth about grief. And then yes. next week we'll kind of talk about the stages of grief that are probably better broken down into three complex stages. Right. Which are not linear. And what those normal legit reactions are. Mm-hmm. And just talk through that a little bit more so. Right. But on that note, what what do we, your lovely hostesses, want to do for some outside of session practice? So I want to do better at reaching out uh i I have some close friends who have experienced some significant losses Mm. and although i do like to think that i provide kind of a safe space when they reach out like i again i'm not always a good person about reaching out to people yeah (laughs) um and i'm not always good about checking in on how they're doing so i'm guessing this might be you know a goal for a couple episodes but i want to get better at reaching out to those people and kind of checking in on them and kind of expressing my support and offering <laughs> that's very sweet safe space yeah yeah that's, that's very very sweet that's a lot of emotional labor too i think a lot of people aren't willing to do that kind of emotional labor mm-hmm. and it's it's hard work it's hard work to sit with somebody in those spaces but it's worth it if it you is can. If especially if they're a good friend and they provide the labor back when it's available to them, I really do think it's worth it. Yeah, and yeah. again, part of that is you—it's just being present. Like yeah. you don't—it's ha- not so much what you say; it's more about just being there. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, just being physically, <laughs> be a body right. in the room, breathing and attending. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. How about you? Uh, my homework is a lot to do with. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I think I'm just going to think about it. I'm not really sure. But I think that uh, there's part of becoming a parent and part of uh, who I identity <laughs> used to be sure. as a, a person who, again, I, I think I have to figure out a way to integrate this concept of me being uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, both like a little hellion as well as somebody who's responsible for somebody now. And how do I... Like <laughs> I had a I had a friend of mine who said to me, he was like, my dad, when I was growing up, he used to be a lot like you when he was younger, okay. just kind of like all over the place. And when he had kids, <laughs> he had to sometimes like later in life, he would just drive around without a seatbelt just to prove he oh was- Oh my God. <laughs> just to prove he was still a risk taker. And he was like, Sonny, I feel like you would do that. <laughs> So I want to like make a choice that is better than that choice. Sure. Like I want to figure out a way to sc- engage that part of yourself yeah. without. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I, I get need you. To, like scratch that itch and be like a monster, but not be a monster in a way that could unhelpfully impact other people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like my partner or my family or anything. So I need to figure out a way to like be spontaneous and a little messy like i think that's probably the term yeah. just messy sure um but i need to let it out in like small bursts i don't know what that looks like <laughs> i just really i'm gonna have to figure that out I have yeah no... so really like reflection time on yeah. how to integrate your identities yeah Whew. god i don't know dr jekyll and mr hyde over there i, I think that <laughs> might take me a little while i don't think oh sure like a 
easy answer. I think part of it is just like getting time away, maybe getting solo time. Mm -hmm. There's a part of me that thinks like just driving on the open road is a big thing. Sure. Uh, And just listening to music and being separate. I I don't know. Standing on top of tall things and looking out over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yes. Just like need to feel. That explorer feeling. Yeah. need to feel i want to feel alive and i can't be you know shooting heroin or something so i need to figure something else out and uh i don't know what it's going to be but i need to think about it and that'll be my homework it's going to be a long homework though yeah no yeah for sure i think that that's going to take some time but it's a good thing to start on yeah and maybe it's about like uh interacting with the kid in a way that introduces Mm, that part of myself to them but in a healthy way yeah bringing out your inner child while playing with theirs yeah maybe (laughs) that sounded kind of (laughs) weird but but don't make it weird though yeah (laughs) something like that (laughs) ongoing work in progress like i said so yeah that'll be my homework so you I got like a joke it. for me this week? Unfortunately, I think okay. you guys, we might have the same joke. So I Michaela's think... going to hit me with one. Okay. I think our first one we might. Okay. I peeked at Sunny's when I was printing these off and I was like, holy shit, we have the exact same fucking three. Like we have all the same happening. jokes. Yeah. Yeah. So I might know this one. Yes. But you can hit me with it anyway. Okay. <sighs> Do you want to go first? Because I feel like I think our first one's the same and I feel like okay. my other Maybe. I don't know. Another one might be different. Okay. So I, I can do a, like a different one that I had. Okay. I'll I'll hit you with this one. Okay. My grief counselor died. He was so good I didn't even care. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. That was I love that one. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one too. Yeah. yeah. And we and we dug like separately. We for, did. Yeah. And, and you do like legit dig. Yeah. And they just happen to be the same. That's just like hilarious. how we picked this a television show for our what's good. So I don't know what's happening. <laughs> We're just on the same page. We are. Okay. Why can't an Egyptian crocodile progress through the phases of grief? Oh. They keep getting stuck in (laughs) denial. Denial. (laughs) Uh, I say sometimes to people who I'm being annoying to, I'm like, denial ain't just a river in Egypt. I know. I do that too. I'm being a butthole when I do that. People should not listen to me. (laughs) That's that's what I like to be when I'm being a butthole shrink. Nah. Anyway, well, thanks so much, everybody. That's our episode today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, do continue to tune in. We appreciate any support, any yeah. reaching out. We love to hear from you guys. So we dig it. We really appreciate the life minutes you put into this, and we are just so grateful. Appreciative, yeah, very much. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and we will see you all next week. Next week. Bye. Bye.